It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 21st. Looking for an excuse to get out on the water and support a good cause? The 2022 Support Our Troops Poker Run can do both. Starting Friday, June 24th at Dog Days Bar and Grill, this poker run goes across the Lake of the Ozarks, stopping at some of the lake's best hotspots. Plus, 100% of donations go to Heroes Care. Registration at BigThunderMarine.com A Columbia man was seriously injured Saturday in a crash on Highway 54. Highway Patrol says William Turpin was cresting a hill when his truck began to slow down, skid, and then reportedly struck the back of a moped driven by 47-year-old Jeremiah Adams. Adams sustained serious injuries and was flown to University Hospital. The Missouri Symphony Orchestra is coming to the lake. This world-class orchestra will be performing at the Camden to Middle School's Little Theater July 6th at 7 in the evening. Tickets are $25 for adults, $10 for students, and kids 5 and under are free. This Pops concert will play a wide variety of music, and tickets benefit the Lake Arts Council. More information available through the Arts Council. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Well, the swimming world, they're trying to figure out what to do with these transgenders. The governing body, FINA, in the swimming world has voted to restrict transgenders from elite swimming competitions. What they want to do now is create a working group to establish an open category for these transgenders in some events moving forward. That new policy will require the transgenders to have completed their transition by the age of 12 years old. If you remember, transgender Leah Thomas made a mockery of the NCAA Division I competition this last year, winning the national championship uh, pretty much with a male's body swimming against the female. So that is their answer as of now. As for baseball, the big series between the Cardinals and the Brewers continues in Milwaukee as they battle it out for first place in the Central Division. It's game two of four in the 
series today. The Royals still on the road in Anaheim to play the Angels. They'll close that series out tomorrow. The uh, college baseball, the College World Series tournament continues in Omaha. It is day five of action as they continue to whittle the teams down. When they get down to the final two, they will have a best of three national championship series starting this weekend. NASCAR boys in Nashville this week. They were off last weekend. The next couple of weeks they'll be in Nashville, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and then Atlanta. As for football, the Chiefs have all the offseason workouts done. Their regular season will start this year on September 11th on the road in Arizona. Uh, week two, they'll be at home against the Chargers. Tough schedule for the, uh, the uh, Chiefs this year. Very tough division in that AFC West division. College football, Mizzou Tigers will open the season on Thursday, September 1st at home against Louisiana Tech. The MSU Bears also open on Thursday, September 1st. They'll be at Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. you got to check him out. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns? 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key.
positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Hey, good morning. It is 8.08, 75 degrees, and another hot one on tap for us as we are officially into summer. Oh, <laughs> really? Somebody said, uh, uh, June 21st, that, that seems like a good day to do it. It is uh, obviously the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. And, uh, yes, we are already excited about the fact that we've had temperatures well into the upper 90s and uh, lots of things going on here that uh, are conducive to summer, the weather being the big one, right? Sunny today, high of 97, partly cloudy, and a stray shower or thunderstorm possible tonight, low of 73. 75 degrees now in Osage Beach. We are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. These folks want to do uh, a number of things for you. The first thing they really want to do for you is take the stress off of your financial future. And they've got the mile marker formula, which is pretty cool. You need to check that out. But you just need to sit down and talk to someone who uh, will make you feel good after the conversation is all said and done. Warm and fuzzy, if you will. Knowing that uh, you've made the right choice, talking to the right people, getting all your financial affairs in order. Because with uh, the state of affairs that we are in now, you just don't know. I mean, you really just don't know. So take the time. Get the free consult, uh, sit down, let them talk to you about all the various things they can do to help you out right here at SRG Financial Advisors. 90 the high for uh, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday's high of 86. That is looking like the best day so far this week to mow the yard. 94 on Friday with a partly cloudy sky. Sunny and 102 on Saturday. That's right. Hopping around and dancing around. It's going to be a hot one. Yeah, just like uh, what does Robin Williams say? Uh, in Good Morning Vietnam, it's like dancing on the sun. 84 on Sunday with a partly cloudy sky. 83 on Monday. Well, I might just have to push it back. <laughs> 87 on Tuesday of next week, uh, partly cloudy. Then we get back into low to mid-90s uh, as we wrap up the month of June and get ready for the 4th of July, which is going to be on a Monday. So uh, you'll get that nice uh, three-day holiday, no problem there. As people uh, converge on the lake to celebrate another uh, another great opportunity for fun and fireworks and all kinds of good stuff. Hopefully, the wind won't worry uh, or, or, or won't ruin rather the fireworks display for Fourth of July weekend here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Eight ten is our time. Current lake level at Bagnell Dam six fifty nine point six nine. River level at five sixty six point nine two. And the question, the very first question I have for you this morning is, whose idea was to put Joe Biden on a bike? So we know that the gentleman, whether you like him or not, is gravitationally challenged. I just made that word up. I don't know if gravitationally is a real word. Uh, but, hey, everybody's making up words and phrases this day. Uh, this day and age, and why not jump on the bandwagon, right? So he is gravitationally challenged. So somebody said, let's put him on a bike. Let's uh, let him ride around, and maybe they should have had somebody there when he stopped to grab him so he did not fall over. I mean, come on, folks. Really? Poor Joe. I mean, <laughs> it's bad enough when he uh, gets behind a podium, uh, and it's worse than somebody says, well, you know, let's show what a you know healthy man he is, and he is you know, probably in good shape. He probably gets top-notch uh, care being the president of the United States, but let's think twice about, you know, why didn't you just put him on a skateboard? You know what I mean? 
8-11 is, is our time. And we are very fortunate to have our first guest with us here this morning, our one and only guest this morning, and that is Mr. Dan Wass, the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series, Second Amendment uh, Advocate. You can find him on Amoland.com. Uh, I like to have him on, especially now with everything that is going on in the world today regarding firearms, regarding what people are utilizing as a way to politicize firearms, school shootings, and uh, other things that they're utilizing to say, you know what, we need to strip the American people, the law-abiding citizens of this country, of their firearms, of their right to bear firearms. And fortunately, we've got Dan Wass, who's out there leading the charge, as I stated on my uh, Facebook post, if ever there was a true patriot for the Second Amendment, it is this gentleman right here. Dan, how are you doing this morning? Great to have you back with us. Well, that was very nice of you, KB. Thank you very much, and it's great to be back on your show, as always. So, man, you know, I don't even know where to start, because there's so much going on now, and the left is leading the charge, as is normally the case. But we're starting to see a little bipartisan support uh, maybe a lot of bipartisan support for gun legislation because it seems to be the popular thing to do. Is it the right thing to do? Well, uh, you can tell some of these folks what's the right thing to do and what's the popular thing to do. And I think in uh, in, uh, in a lot of cases, they're going to go with what's popular as opposed to making the hard choices and doing what's right. Is that a fair assessment, Dan? Oh, yeah, and it's all for political purposes. So, for instance, they got, they're got they pushing this H.R. 7910, which is, uh, and it's it, and this is the ironic thing. <laughs> this is a hysterical thing about how they create these bills. They title it the Protecting Our Kids Act, mm-hmm. and really all this is is it's a big gun grab. It's, it's another uh, bite at the apple uh, to, to take more rights away from lawful citizens. There's nothing to do with saving kids. If they really wanted to save kids, they would repeal the Gun-Free School Zones Act that Joe Biden introduced in 1990. But they don't want to do that. It seems that the school killings benefit them. I'm not suggesting that they like them, but I'm saying that every time there's a school killing, they use it uh, to, to push for more gun regulations. This particular one, H.R. 7910, um, talks about raising the age uh, to buy a gun to 21. So in other words, these gun grabbers don't want 20-year-olds, 20-year-old adults, I might add, to have guns unless they're being shipped off to war to fight for the freedom of these gun grabbers. there's also uh, a thing in here about untraceable firearms. You know, we talked about ghost guns right. and stuff like that, how they try to label guns that are untraceable ghost guns to scare everybody. They want to know every single gun transaction. They want it registered, and they want a, a gun registry. Um, and, I, you know, I'm giving you bullet points right now. We can talk in depth if you want in a minute. But uh, another one is the safe storage they want to make sure that your guns are disabled in your home. In other words, either trigger locked in a safe, ammo in a separate place, all sorts of whatever regulations they can come up with to make your guns in your house inaccessible uh, to you if you need them in a time of in a time of danger. 
uh, closing the bump stock loophole, which is just ridiculous. But um, keeping, a, they call it the keep Americans safe. And what this is, it's a restriction on large capacity uh, in, you know, you know uh, magazines. Uh, large capacity, they, they're calling 10 rounds. Uh, I think it got bumped now to 15 rounds. That's anything over that they consider large. Whatever, whatever they can restrict is called large capacity. So, in other words, in New York it was seven, it got pushed to ten, and now uh, nationwide they're talking about 15 rounds. It, it doesn't matter. All it is is just another way for them to restrict, put one more restriction on gun owners. So that's just some of it. Let's see here. Let, let's just throw out some numbers. Ten. Does ten sound like a good number? Fifteen. Does fifteen sound like a good number? Twenty. Does twenty sound like a good number? Whatever kind of right. you know, you, when you say it to someone and you can see by the look in their eyes, you know that oh yeah, that that sounds like a good number. That's exactly what we'll go with. That's exactly what we'll go with. So when you when when you do things like that, and then you 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 put up signs in front of schools that say gun free zones. Why don't you just put up a sign that says any active shooter that would like to come into the school and try to tear things up, go for it because uh, there's nobody in here that's going to stop you. And the only way they're going to stop you is not with a firearm, but maybe coming up from behind and hitting you over the head with a brick. I, I have no idea. And, and it just continues to get worse. And so now uh, I think there are some uh, groups and organizations here in the state of Missouri in particular, I was talking about a story yesterday that uh, they would like to provide a, 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 a student resource officer um, in every school, at least one, uh, which I guess is a good start. And, you know, the video that you sent me yesterday, and I watched it intently. As a matter of fact, I watched it a couple of times, and we'll talk about it here in just a bit. But this video... Uh, what is remember and, and I think you know you would probably remember best because I think it ha- it, it might have happened in the state of New York first especially New York City where remember when they put metal detectors in schools and everybody freaked out do you remember that yeah yeah they don't they they use the excuse that they don't want the kids to feel like they're in prison uh-huh. that's the excuse to keep them unarmed and right, helpless right well I remember when they put the metal detectors in and everybody was freaking out. Why do we need metal detectors in schools? Is it really that bad? Well, yes, it's really that bad. And a lot of it was based on the inner city issues and problems where kids were bringing guns to school and they were having shootings and playgrounds and not necessarily in the school but around the school. So then they started implementing, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, beefing up the security a little bit. But uh, in the video... The gentleman who we'll talk about here says something to the effect of, you know, uh, this whole situation surrounding uh, the schools and the kids and, and you know, it, it's just a horrible thing. And, and, and you know, we're not going to uh, uh, we're not going to talk about thoughts and prayers anymore. We're not going to talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is I don't see in this day and age why. 
why schools wouldn't want to arm teachers, wouldn't want to arm faculty members. And it's not necessarily something that you have to do. If you have some sort of experience, let's say in the military, your former law enforcement, you know how to handle a firearm. If they came up to you and they said, would you be interested in taking a course? And I know we have people in this state that teach these courses. And there is a school not too terribly far away from where I'm sitting right now uh, that has a sign up that says, you know what, probably not a good idea to come in here if you mean to do any harm to uh, any of the uh, people on this property. But, uh, you know, you don't have to, it would be a voluntary program. And, you know, how do you pay for something like that? Well, I don't know. What do you, do you have grant money or what do you, what do you use? Because some schools can afford it. Some schools can't, but the whole point, Dan, is that we have to have someone, at least one person in these, uh, in these schools in the event that there is an active shooter. And I know that a lot of these, uh, local law enforcement, uh, agencies are performing active shooter drills and they're going into different, uh, places and and you know what do we do and how do we react and and that's all good and fine but response time in these uh, situations is everything and so uh, wouldn't it make more sense to have somebody on property on the premises that is trained in handling a situation like this and 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 I don't mean somebody who uh, just bought a firearm the other day and thought well hey it would be a good idea for me to get this training and help out obviously you want somebody or uh, several folks that have some serious firearms training and they, you know, because a situation when it unfolds is there's no, there's no um, textbook scenario with any of these things. So uh, you have to have people who probably have handled a firearm for some time and essentially know what to do. But uh, I mean, I, I think at this point it's, it's almost a no brainer. Wouldn't you agree? Well, it's been it's been a no-brainer for decades now, since since the 1990s, since the Gun-Free School Zones Act. And the the really troubling thing to me is that real Americans like you, good people like you, KB, are always trying to figure out the solution. And we do it all the time. We're saying, well, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. We know what needs to be done <clears throat> to to stop these violent attacks. Um, and you and I are always trying to figure out the problem because that's what we do. We're problem solvers. We want to make the kids safe. We we actually want the kids to be safe. So we try to figure out, well, what can we do? Can we put security here? Okay, well, maybe one's not enough, maybe two. Maybe we have four entrances. Maybe we should have four security uh, armed. You know, whatever, the, whatever the thing is, we are, we're always trying to solve the problem and fix, fix the problem and save the kids. Why is it that for decades now, the Democrats have been fighting us on these solutions. We're constantly telling them what we need to do to, to fix the problem and save the kids. We're constantly providing actual solutions. You talk about military. You talk about uh, uh, ex, you know, retired police officers, whatever, armed teachers, who, who, teachers who would be inclined to carry a gun. We talk about all this stuff. We know what's going what's gonna to fix it but they fight us every step of the way. Why would Democrats fight us on these proven solutions every time we come up with something? Why would they insist on keeping these kids vulnerable? Uh, you would maybe suggest they might be getting something out of it. What are they, how are they benefiting from this? 
You know, they use the excuse they don't want the kids to feel like they're in prison, but yet they'll go to a football game and they'll go through metal detectors and they'll have armed security everywhere. Do you feel like you're in a prison when, you know, when you go to a football game? No, this is just a natural reality that, unfortunately, we're forced to, to create uh, uh, more hardened schools because the Democrats have implemented so many gun laws that they have put children in danger. So it's, it's absolutely astonishing to me that we're even having this argument and, and unbelievable that Democrats are fighting us on the solutions. So I ask myself, what are they getting out of it? And that's what I'm asking you, and I'm asking your audience the same thing. What do you think the Democrats are getting out of keeping our schools soft targets? I would say that uh, you, you get as much mileage as you possibly can on continuing to strip people of their, their rights. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, this is one of those instances where if all of a sudden there was a solution that uh, somebody came up with and it was accepted and it was put in place and these sorts of things stopped happening uh, or their frequency was just uh, a lot less than uh, it is now, then what do you have to talk about? Then how can you use these situations to politicize what it is that you're really doing? I mean, I think... In- this is why I like you, KB. This is why I like you, because you can see the reality. It's exactly, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Without killings, without the, the graves of children to walk on, Democrats have no fuel for gun control. Gun control is really control of their political opposition. They don't want us to have guns. I think that, um, you know, there are a number of viable solutions out there. And and I think that is that in itself is the important part of this, that there isn't just one option. There are numerous options. And, you know, if the school doesn't feel comfortable having someone – uh, like a teacher or a faculty member carrying, packing, uh, well then, you know, why not find somebody who uh, would feel comfortable doing that? You know, the the school resource right. officer or, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I've heard people talk about veterans before. I mean, veterans that uh, right. would, would be happy to go to a school and, you know, but but the problem is is, is you really don't want – Anybody who um, intends to do harm, knowing who the person is or people are, that might be carrying firearms. So you know, I I I, I guess there's some other uh, solutions that we could come up with there. But there are solutions on the table, and there are people that are actually doing this. And you can't tell me, Dan, you cannot tell me that more and more schools aren't looking into some sort of heightened security measures, whatever they may be. Um, and I think the big hurdle for a lot of them, especially smaller schools, would be the cost. How do we offset the cost? How do we budget for something like this? <laughs> and, and you know, I, I would say that there's probably a means out there, whether or not it's uh, people that care enough about their school as uh, individuals, whether they have kids attending the school or not. Uh, if, you know, they pass the hat or, or however they want to do things or, you know, your local sheriff tries to figure out a way to uh, budget for school resource officers. And I know that's tough, especially here when, when manpower 
uh, you know, is, is, is at a premium as far as what, what it is that we need uh, the sheriff's deputies to be doing when they're, when they're at work. Do they, you know, do you have time to commit uh, a deputy or deputies to various schools in the area? I don't know, but obviously it's something where we could sit down at the table and at least have the discussion and, and try to move in one direction or another. Well, we could, I have an idea. We could take money from um, the blue state governors uh, who who are using money for um, free abortions and hotel stays for people out of state who want to come to states for, for their abortion, particularly New York. Um, We could take that money. Let's not, how about this? How about let's not kill children before they're born and let's use the money that the Democrats would like to use for that purpose and use it to actually save children in schools. What a concept. Isn't that very simple math, isn't it, KB? Oh, man. (laughs) It's not... it's don't, not hard. Don't start. Don't start sitting here making sense, man. I'm telling you what. If you start doing that, <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> it's just a shame, KB. I got to tell you, man. It's a real shame that we're living in this in this time where we have to actually tolerate this nonsense and this destructive behavior by these evil people. And you know, another thing is they say. You know, one one kick that they're on right now, the the, the gun grabbers, and basically the the leftists in general, is that don't talk about mental illness because mm. it's offensive to people who have mental illness. Well, so, in other words, we can't blame the killings anymore, according to them, on mental illness. So, so in other words, what that does is it takes another reality out of the out of focus, mm-hmm. out of the picture. And it keeps the focus on the gun grab. That's where they want the focus to constantly be. So anytime we, we show them the real problem, we say this is the real problem, we're, we're going to focus over here, they say, no, 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 you can't do that for political wokeness reasons. And we have to continue to focus on taking guns away from good people. It, they're, they're diabolical. They're very smart, but they are diabolical. They, 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 want, they want this. It, I can't think of any other reason why you would do the strategies that they do. And I study this stuff every day. I watch them, and and I not only listen to what they say, I watch what they do, and I watch the results of their actions. And I and I start to see, you know, they say follow the money. Well, in in a lot of cases, don't follow the money. Follow the power. Where's the power end up? Whose hands does the power end up in? That's how you'll find. That's how you'll be able to trace some of this stuff. You're in. You're in New York. And I'm in Missouri. And I think sometimes we maybe we look at this from the wrong angle. Maybe, you know, we can talk uh, about this on the national level all we want. But maybe what it really takes, Dan, is starting at home right here in our own backyards yeah. where you live, where I live, and trying yeah. to get the message out here locally. And, and maybe this thing will catch on. If we, if we plant the seed, maybe, you know, maybe it'll grow. Maybe the root system will extend its way uh, across the state of Missouri into other areas, into other states when we realize and understand how important all of this really is and that the writing is on the wall. We just have to look up and pay attention to it. It's 831. Dan, i got to jump out for a real quick information break. We'll bring you back. want to talk about the video that uh, you sent me that uh, folks can see over there on Amoland.com, I do believe. But uh, we're going to talk with Stacy Johnson, get a little information. We'll also talk with Chris Schneider, get an update on sports. And then we're right back at it with uh, the one and only Dan Wass, the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series, Second Amendment 
great uh, advocate extraordinaire, and it's always a pleasure to have him on this morning. And, oh, by the way, if you'd like to jump in and uh, get a word in edgewise, feel free, 573-633-5395. You're listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 21st. Looking for an excuse to get out on the water and support a good cause? The 2022 Support Our Troops Poker Run can do both. Starting Friday, June 24th at Dog Days Bar and Grill, this poker run goes across the Lake of the Ozarks, stopping at some of the lake's best hotspots. Plus, 100% of donations go to Heroes Care. Registration at BigThunderMarine.com A Columbia man was seriously injured Saturday in a crash on Highway 54. Highway Patrol says William Turpin was cresting a hill when his truck began to slow down, skid, and then reportedly struck the back of a moped driven by 47-year-old Jeremiah Adams. Adams sustained serious injuries and was flown to University Hospital. The Missouri Symphony Orchestra is coming to the lake. This world-class orchestra will be performing at the Camden to Middle School's Little Theater July 6th at 7 in the evening. Tickets are $25 for adults, $10 for students, and kids 5 and under are free. This Pops concert will play a wide variety of music, and tickets benefit the Lake Arts Council. More information available through the Arts Council. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Well, the swimming world, they're trying to figure out what to do with these transgenders. The governing body, FINA, in the swimming world has voted to restrict transgenders from elite swimming competitions. What they want to do now is create a working group to establish an open category for these transgenders in some events moving forward. That new policy will require the transgenders to have completed their transition by the age of 12 years old. If you remember, transgender Leah Thomas made a mockery of the NCAA Division I competition this last year, winning the national championship uh, pretty much with a male's body swimming against the female. So that is their answer as of now. As for baseball, the big series between the Cardinals and the Brewers continues in Milwaukee as they battle it out for first place in the Central Division. It's game two of four in the 
series today. The Royals still on the road in Anaheim to play the Angels. They'll close that series out tomorrow. The uh, college baseball, the College World Series tournament continues in Omaha. It is day five of action as they continue to whittle the teams down. When they get down to the final two, they will have a best of three national championship series starting this weekend. NASCAR boys in Nashville this week. They were off last weekend. The next couple of weeks they'll be in Nashville, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and then Atlanta. As for football, the Chiefs have all the offseason workouts done. Their regular season will start this year on September 11th on the road in Arizona. Uh, week two, they'll be at home against the Chargers. Tough schedule for the, uh, the uh, Chiefs this year. Very tough division in that AFC West division. College football, Mizzou Tigers will open the season on Thursday, September 1st at home against Louisiana Tech. The MSU Bears also open on Thursday, September 1st. They'll be at Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. you got to check him out. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns? 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the very incredible and popular wall art you'll find at Victoria Station. We've always been known for our wall arts. Um, We have a large selection of both metal art and framed art canvas prints in traditional and in uh, the nautical themes. And so we're a destination for wall art. We're also known for a large variety of lamps. We like cool, unique lamps that'll give give lighting in your living area, not just a utility lampshade there that's producing light, but to add the decorative features to that. Um, we are going to feature a section in the store of American-made products. Some of those are locally sourced and some of those from the Midwest, and we're we're really excited to be able to do that. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire, 97 degrees on this first official day of summer. That is the expected high. 
73 tonight with maybe a stray shower or a thunderstorm. It is possible. Going to have uh, kind of a weak cold front push through. Could cause a little disturbance and uh, bring in a little bit of rain. Uh, very, 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 very slight rain chance, uh, if at all, for us here in and around the uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks area. We're at 75 now in Osage Beach, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Some of the things we're going to talk about uh, next hour, uh, Eric Wrighton's in the news for a recent ad that was produced uh, for his campaign talking about rhinos, uh, this gas tax holiday, gas rebate cards. I think we can uh, pretty much sum that up with uh, uh, these words, drill, baby, drill. Uh, Let's get the flow of oil going back through these United States, and uh, maybe we would see a little bit of a break at the pump. Don't you agree? Uh, hey, and, uh, you know, normally when we hit this th- this time of year and people are really, really, really using a lot of electricity, okay, they say there's certain things that you should do during the heat of the day, like don't, uh, uh, don't use a lot of major appliances. If, uh, you know, there's things that you can turn off or unplug, you should do that and uh, try to keep uh, keep us from having like a brownout or a blackout or any other issues or problems. One of the other things is they're telling people during the heat of the day, if you own an electric vehicle, hey, guess what? Don't charge it during the heat of the day. So hopefully you don't have any, any place to go in the middle of the afternoon or in the early evening. So you don't need to worry about charging up that, uh, that vehicle. Do it in the morning. Do it at night. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe when your neighbor's sleeping, go Go plug it in over at their house, something like that. 8.40 is our, tan, uh, is our time. rather. Dan Wass is uh, our, our guest. And, of course, Dan is uh, with, uh, he is the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series. And we talk to him on occasion about what's going on uh, with the Second Amendment as more and more our rights are really starting to come, uh, come under scrutiny. On a, on a lot of different levels. Every time there's a shooting, it's time to disarm the law-abiding citizens and uh, empower the criminals, all the people out there that uh, shouldn't have firearms as far as what they plan to do with them. Their intent is to harm good people, innocent people. And the good people, the innocent people, the law-abiding citizens should not uh, have the right to protect themselves is uh, kind of the message that our government is sending to us on a, a lot of different levels with red flag laws. And most recently, Dan, a video uh, from AmmoLand.com that you sent me yesterday. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the person in the video yourself Of course, you are in the video uh, kind of explaining what's going on here. But uh, let's talk about this representative and their plea, their their plea to all of us as far as what's going on in schools and other places with firearms and and uh, how this is really being drummed up to politicize this uh, this whole situation. Well, his name is Mondaire Jones, and he's a New York congressional representative, uh, New York District 17, and um, he is he is the epitome of the gun grabber, uh, as we as we like to call him. And you know, it really, because what his whole his whole platform seems to be built on, you know, how can they get guns away from good people? And of course, he's a Democrat. Um, he's talking about a lot of a lot of the things that we see a lot in in the left wing media is that 
you know, he's saying enough of your prayers. They, they, first of all, they hate thoughts and prayers. When we say those things, they hate that because what they're doing is they're in the process, Democrats are, of, of de, how am I going to say this, you know, um, making them less um, interested in, in religion, in, in um, God. And what they've done here is, you'll hear it all the time, no more thoughts and prayers. They have no respect for that sort of thing anymore. Um, so, and they use it as the excuse that, well, that doesn't help. It doesn't do anything to save the kids. And we say, well, yeah, you know, we do pray to God because we do believe in a higher power. And we believe that, you know, there, there is an evil in this world and we need help in, you know, getting rid of it. So um, that's one of the to one of the strategies he's using in this video, no more thoughts and prayers, enough of that, he says. Um, and then they, they go on, he goes on to blame mental illness. Um, enough of, he says, enough of you blaming mental illness for these causes. Well, you know, and my response is basically enough of ignoring mental illnesses, which is what you gun grabbers are trying to do because you don't want to focus on it. Because you understand that if we can ignore mental illness, like I said earlier, you can focus more on the gun grab so, no, we want to focus on mental illness. We want to focus on the evil that's in the hearts of, of some human beings. Um, but those are the things that drive violence. Evil, evil thoughts, evil actions, evil intent. And, you know, um, not, being able to, not being able to pray uh, and not being able to, to worship. And also, you know, Ignore, you know, mental illness. You have to be mentally ill to want to kill other people, either mentally ill or evil. And those are the two things that they don't want us looking at. So it makes me wonder, why are they trying to avoid these two clear causes of violence in our society? What are they getting out of trying to convince society to avoid looking at these things? And so that's where I get it. The video does get a little interesting where I, I counteract his, um, his ridiculous claims. Uh, and I hope everybody gets a chance to see it. Um, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's so, uh, like I said earlier, there is the popular thing to do. And then there is the right thing to do. And it seems like, you know, this is, uh, election time here in August and then in November, uh, will we see anyone step up to the plate and do the right thing, or is it going to be what is popular so they can find themselves back in uh, back in the seat, back in the office that they were in? Uh, we're certainly hearing a lot of things, but I wonder, again, what is really getting done. And, and the whole situation surrounding this bipartisan movement to – strip us of our rights is just it, it boggles the mind and this has really been a time when i'm hearing uh, about red flag laws and, and and i talked to a local attorney about red flag laws we, we spent some time kind of breaking them down and and uh, describing them for what they really are as opposed to what you're being told they are because red flag laws are there to help us if we if we feel someone may not be competent and capable of having their firearms because uh, they had a bad day or, uh, you know, they got mad at somebody for doing something stupid and they're like, boy, that uh, person really kind of went off the, the deep end and I know they own firearms, so maybe we should get a judge to sign a piece of paper 
and go over and collect those firearms and keep them under lock and key until we feel that this person is in a better place mentally, emotionally. They have more stability in their life. Maybe they're going through some tough times or a crisis right now that could lead them to want to pick up a firearm and go harm somebody. Well, I... uh, I can't believe how people are jumping on the bandwagon with these red flag laws in such a way that they are totally oblivious to what this is really all about. I mean, this is essentially an illegal gun grab, and it's being looked at like it is the best thing since sliced bread because it could possibly save lives. It could save lives. Yeah, okay, it could. You're right, yeah. But, see, the government is not in the business uh, really no government is in the business of saving lives. That's that's not what the government was established to do. People are born and they die, and I don't think that there's much that the government can do. They want to come in with all their programs and all their legislation and throw money at the problem. But quite frankly, there's, there's really not much they can do. I mean, in, in certain situations, there's absolutely nothing they can do. And we always look to the government to to save us, to help us. You know, there's no baby formula. Help us, government. We've got we, we we've got these high gas prices. What do we do? Help us, government. We're just we're like you know a bunch of little babies that need our diapers changed, and the only one that can do it is is the government. I I don't consider myself one of those people, but I know there are a lot of them that are. You know what I'm saying? So in reality, what we're doing here is is, is, is it's all. It's just a gun grab. That's all that it is. I mean, um, unless unless you see it a little differently than I do, Dan. No, no, it is a gun grab, but it's all in the narrative. And and, and the way, see, like you're talking about the red flag laws. Well, the, the way the narrative is spun to get people to support red flag laws is that we're doing this to take the guns out of the hands of bad people we're, we're here to we're here we're the government we're here to help save lives and the the truth is it's all it is is a vehicle to confiscate guns without due process it's ultimately what it is but but most people don't get past that headline of it's to save lives they go oh sounds good because people are half educated on this stuff and they go oh, well it sounds good take guns out of the hands of bad people okay i'll vote for that but the reality, and the, and, and the Democrats in Congress are going, I can't believe these people are so stupid to support this stuff. But they do. So they go, okay, great. We'll just keep pumping out these false narratives and false labeling and false headlines until we get everybody on board. Ultimately, what a red flag law is, it's a gun confiscation without due process. In other words, it gives judges and, and sheriffs the, the ability to confiscate guns at will, without due process, based merely on, uh, most often, an anonymous claim. In other words, a neighbor or somebody like you like you suggested, a neighbor will say, oh, that guy's dangerous, take his guns, and the cops do, and then you have to fight to get your rights back. So, it's, But it's all in the narrative, because if we were to take that, change that narrative, let's say conservatives had control of the media, and they said, um, you read flag laws, you know, uh, some some people in Congress want red flag laws, and what they are is a process to take guns away from people without due process. How many people would vote for that? People would be like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> but but it's all it, but it's all in the narrative and how they spin it, and that's how you get 
stupid people to vote for stuff. It's just amazing. And, it's, and I, I call them stupid people. It's really, it's really not their fault. They, 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 just not, they don't get all the information. That's why I, I try desperately to try to explain some of this stuff. You know, another thing is the ghost gun thing, and we can talk about that if we've got a couple minutes. But um, it's the same, same thing with ghost guns. It's a fear tactic that's used to get support for universal background checks, which is ultimately a gun registry. Yeah, let's let let let's get into it a little bit. Let's let let's go that direction and and talk a little bit about the uh, the ghost guns again because uh, ghost guns, boy, that uh, that conjures up all kinds of images in the mind of of uh, you know secret under the table things that nobody oh, knows yeah. about. And uh, again, let's let's build it up to make it look like the biggest baddest problem that uh, faces us in this day and age. Well. Ghost guns, the, the term came about because they needed a way to scare people into supporting more background checks, more uh, universal, what they call universal background checks. So what was done was this term ghost guns it was created. Now, the average person doesn't know much about own guns or whatever, whoever, you know, they, they have no clue, really. They just know that, oh, my God, these go- scary ghost guns. Because what's more scarier than ghosts, KB? I mean, we watch mm. horror movies, right, because it's scary. It's part of our humanity. We, we, we like to be scared sometimes, and, and, and that stuff scares us. Stuff that we don't understand, and stu- when we don't have all the information, it's scary sometimes. So so ghosts are a perfect way to scare people. You know, we watch... I've, You've probably seen the movie The Exorcist way back from the like, 60s and 70s movie. Um, scariest thing I ever saw in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, that's, but that's just it. We're, we get scared about stuff like that. So what better way to scare people about guns than use a term called ghost guns? So they use this term ghost guns. And with, with the term ghost guns, they're implying that guns should be registered. Every gun should be serialized. Every gun should be in a gun registry that's overseen by the government. Well, people are going, well, yeah, we can't have these ghost guns running around town, can we? We need to get them all registered. We need to know, the government needs to know where all these guns are. Well, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think our founding fathers, when they wrote that Second Amendment, they said, well, the right of the people to keep and bear arms as long as the government knows who has the guns and where they're located. You know, it, it's, it's such a ridiculous notion that, that government should even have a clue who has guns and where they're located. The, our guns, the people's guns, are none of the government's damn business. It's always been that way, and it's the way it should always be, because guns in the hands of citizens was, was written in the Second Amendment because of potential for governments to become tyrannical. <laughs> Why in the world would we want the government to know where the guns are? It doesn't make any logical sense. But people who don't know any better are scared by this term ghost guns, and they say, oh, my gosh, well, of course guns should be registered. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. So in turn, what we, as an effect, rather, what we have is this term ghost guns encouraging people to support gun registries, serialization, um, gun, you know, universal background checks. So what that does, it creates the, the gun registry, and you get people to vote for it. And ultimately then people, the government will have access to guns across the country. And 
the reason that you'll see ghost guns being pushed simultaneously with red flag laws is because red flag laws are the confiscation of guns without due process. But before guns can be confiscated, the government needs to know where they are. So we bring in the ghost gun narrative to support universal background checks and a gun registry. That way, they know exactly where they are, and they'll have the tool to confiscate them if they want. It's like throwing a switch, man. You know, it, it, it will all happen at once. It will all happen at once. You, you know, I remember, uh, and I don't know if, uh, if there's any places that still do it or not, where they had the gun buyback, where you took your guns down to uh, whatever place yeah. and you dropped them off and they gave you some cash, whether it was 50 bucks or a gift card, you know, uh, dinner for two at uh, whatever restaurant <laughs> for dropping your guns right. off. And people would bring in these guns they found, like, in their basement or in their attic right. that were just, you know, <laughs> and, and it was just another opportunity for people to expose what a joke the gun buyback was. And, you know, I, oh, look, I've, I've got this old uh, rusty 410 in my uh, in my basement here. I'll take this down and get myself a, a gift card or 100 bucks or whatever, and life will be grand and wonderful. It's things like that that just make me wonder how seriously <sighs> competent, let me use that word, uh, that our, our, our elected officials and, and people in government really are. Because when you talk about things like that and you compare it to the ghost gun narrative, this is all about, you know, if you're not going to bring the firearms to us, then we're going to find ways to get to you. And we'll, we, we know exactly where you live. We know exactly how many firearms you have. We know, you know, because I, I, I think that that is the ultimate, that's the ultimate scenario, being able to just go to someone's home and say, you know, we know what you have, just give it to us. And if you don't, well, right. you're going to go to jail or whatever other, you know, penalty or, or, or <laughs> what other penalty uh, that they can come up with to, uh, to make you uh, give in. Well, the gun, you know, the gun buyback. Thing is, is an real joke, and the the reason it's so funny is because it, it never it never produces anything. When they do these silly gun buybacks, it produces anything. But it, it's more exactly what you said, KB, is is that people will take their rusty old revolvers that haven't worked in decades, and they'll trade them in for a hundred bucks, and they'll go out and buy more ammo mm -hmm. for the gun. <laughs> it's right. like it's such a ridiculous. So we had a I I live in a in a, a nice, nice city called Saratoga Springs. We're in upstate New York. We're just south of the Adirondack Mountains. And uh, unfortunately, the city of Saratoga Springs is always run by Democrats. We had our former Democrat mayor, uh, Meg Kelly. What a joke. She puts on a, uh, a gun buyback in the city and makes a big publicity thing about it. Um, and Ultimately, I think they got like 60 guns out of a, and it was countywide, uh, so-called gun buyback. Countywide, I'm not even sure how many people we have in the county, but it's a lot of people. To come up with 60 guns is an absolute failure. Um, but you know, at least half of them were were like what you're talking about—the old rusty guns that don't work. Uh, the other half may have been, you know, liberals who found Grandpa's old war rifle in the attic and felt like they were doing a good thing by turning it in. Um, so ultimately, the gun buyback is a joke. But what it is, it's a way for these Democrats to pander to their voter base. Mm -hmm. In other words, 
the people who are already scared of guns, who already don't know much about them, who already want to feel protected by the government because they don't know how to protect themselves, they love it. Oh my God, we're getting more guns off the streets. This is fantastic. When, you know, ultimately it's, it's not doing anything but pandering. The, the gun buyback is a joke. That it is, sir. And uh, I hate to tell you this, but uh, we have come to the end of the hour. But I certainly appreciate your time as always. Uh, Dan, where are some places where people can find out uh, more about what you're doing? I know ammoland.com is, is one of those places. Uh, but tell us, uh, you're out, you're speaking to people, you're uh, meeting uh, the general public and talking to them about what's going on. Where can we find you? Well, the best, quickest way is goodgunbadguy.com. Just go to goodgunbadguy.com. That's my main website. That's where you can find the books. You can uh, get an idea of where I'm going to be uh, and uh, links to my articles. But, yes, I am writing for Ammo Land. I am a spokesperson for Ammo Land, so I do a lot of videos for them. And um, I also have a, a web show called The Loaded Mike, right. loadedmike.com. Um, so, so, but yeah, uh, basically goodgunbadguy.com is the best place. And, and KB, as always, I, I really enjoy talking to you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I, and I appreciate the platform that you offer me to explain this stuff to people. And, uh, I hope I don't come off as too harsh sometimes, no. but it, it really, it really gets infuriating sometimes and people really need to know what's going on. Yeah, that's true, man. There's, there, there's more than one side to every story. So, uh, we thank you as well. Dan Wass, wish you the best, sir. And I look forward to getting you back on here soon to talk more. Thanks so much, pal. Appreciate it. All right. Dan Wass, of course, the author of the good gun, bad guy series, uh, great books, uh, to read and check out and, uh, yeah, get a little insight, you know, a little education never hurt anybody, right? 9 a.m. on the Midwest Coast, we've got Stacy Johnson standing by with a check of local news with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris, the master of disaster. Check him out at the top of the hour on Lake TV. He's got some interesting, uh, interesting takes on... Uh, various situations himself, and he helps us out with sports here on Key Radio. 79 degrees, a mostly clear sky. We'll uh, check the weather forecast and uh, touch on a number of topics. Plus, if you're feeling uh, feeling like it, pick up the phone and give us a call this morning, 573-633-5395. It's time for another hour of community-based programming. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. The key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 21st. Looking for an excuse to get out on the water and support a good cause? The 2022 Support Our Troops Poker Run can do both. Starting Friday, June 24th at Dog Days Bar and Grill, this poker run goes across the Lake of the Ozarks, stopping at some of the lake's best hotspots. Plus, 100% of donations go to Heroes Care. Registration at BigThunderMarine.com A Columbia man was seriously injured Saturday in a crash on Highway 54. Highway Patrol says William Turpin was cresting a hill when his truck began to slow down, skid, and then reportedly struck the back of a moped driven by 47-year-old Jeremiah Adams. Adams sustained serious injuries and was flown to University Hospital. 
the Missouri Symphony Orchestra is coming to the lake. This world-class orchestra will be performing at the Camden Middle School's Little Theater July 6th at 7 in the evening. Tickets are $25 for adults, $10 for students, and kids 5 and under are free. This Pops concert will play a wide variety of music, and tickets benefit the Lake Arts Council. More information available through the Arts Council. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock, serving the entire lake area. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Well, the swimming world, they're trying to figure out what to do with these transgenders. The governing body, FINA, in the swimming world has voted to restrict transgenders from elite swimming competitions. What they want to do now is create a working group to establish an open category for these transgenders in some events moving forward. A new policy will require the transgenders to have completed their transition by the age of 12 years old. If you remember, transgender Leah Thomas made a mockery of the NCAA Division I competition this last year, winning the national championship uh, pretty much with a male's body swimming against the female. So that is their answer as of now. As for baseball, the big series between the Cardinals and the Brewers continues in Milwaukee as they battle it out for first place in the Central Division. It's game two of four in the series today. The Royals still on the road in Anaheim to play the Angels. They'll close that series out tomorrow. The uh, college baseball, the College World Series tournament continues in Omaha. It is day five of action as they continue to whittle the teams down. When they get down to the final two, they will have a best of three national championship series starting this weekend. NASCAR boys in Nashville this week. They were off last weekend. The next couple of weeks they'll be in Nashville, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and then Atlanta. As for football, the Chiefs have all the off-season workouts done. Their regular season will start this year on September 11th on the road in Arizona. Uh, week two, they'll be at home against the Chargers. Tough schedule for the uh, the uh, Chiefs this year. Very tough division in that AFC West division. College football, Mizzou Tigers will open the season on Thursday, September 1st at home against Louisiana Tech. The MSU Bears also open on Thursday. September 1st, they'll be at Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. you got to check him out. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. 
portions of our programming on key radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. All right, here we go. Yes, it is 909. It is 79 degrees in Osage Beach. We are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Glad to have you with us this morning. Thanks again to Dan Wasp for being on the program. Ike Skelton will join me in hour number one of the program tomorrow. And uh, Bob Avery, Bob Avery is a gentleman I met, uh, it's been a couple of years ago, at the uh, Camdenton Air Show. And Bob is a retired uh, pilot. He is enjoying life at the Lake of the Ozarks. He and his wife are going to join me in studio in the 9 o'clock hour to talk about uh, these Ukrainian freedom fighters. And they happen to be in contact with a gentleman. And I don't know if we'll have a chance to uh, talk with this person or not. But uh, these Ukrainian freedom fighters are fighting for their very existence, their very lives. And in doing so, uh, they need equipment. And they are asking for people who are in a position to do so to uh, maybe donate some, uh, some money 
to the cause and help them to get the type of equipment that uh, they need to uh, take on the Russian army. So we'll talk with Bob uh, tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour, Ike Skelton in the 8 o'clock hour. Then on Thursday, Mindy Sales will join us, Danny Ellison, who is going to be coming through the area. Uh, Exactly when, I do not know, but when he does, he and his buddy Dillinger, I'm sure, will be in this very studio, as well as probably an appearance on Lake TV as well. We will uh, see what uh, we can see with Danny. Also, Tim Gallatin with the Camdenton Shed of the Missouri Department of Transportation. Tim is uh, a great resource for information here locally, letting us know what's going on and uh, giving folks a little uh, insight as to what MoDOT is doing in and around the Lake of the Ozarks area with roads, bridges, infrastructure, and the like. Then on Friday, Bev Aylin will join us from the Concerned Women for America of Missouri. She will join us at about 8.10. We'll have a little time uh, from about 8.40 up to the top of the hour. And then Ron Calzone will be my guest on Friday in the 9 o'clock hour. Ron will uh, take some time to uh, talk to us about some very interesting, interesting topics. And uh, we will get all of that, uh, of course, uh, throughout the rest of the week here. Great guests. I mean, some of the best guests you're going to find anywhere as far as uh, radio is concerned. We get them right here on Key Radio. I mean, come on. We, uh, we get to talk to a lot of the folks that are involved in politics, people who are running for office. Uh, we get a lot of great guests. I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, you know, Adventures with Purpose. Uh, the folks with that organization when they were in town helping out. Uh, we, we get some incredible guests on this uh, on this radio program. And I would ask that you tell your friends and tell your neighbors to tune in to 89.3, keyradio.live, keyradio.live, or the free apps, which means you can take us anywhere you go. We've got a free app for your Android phone. We've got a free app for your iPhone, whatever it is you use. Simply go to that particular I guess it's Google Store for the Android, the App Store for the iPhone, and type in Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, and uh, then you can uh, download the free app. It's just that simple, folks. Just that simple. We've been around now for almost a year. We've been having a lot of fun. We've been talking to a lot of interesting people, and we certainly would love to talk to you. If you are so inclined, you've got something going on that you'd like to help us out with, or you've got a topic. Uh, certainly now is as good a time as any to contact myself or Bill Mundhausen and reach out to us and say, uh, well, we'd love to come on Key Radio and talk about what our group or organization is doing. We'd love to find out what's going on in the community. Uh, That's what is really the motivation behind this radio station. It's what's going on in our community. What can we share with you, the Key Radio listener, that is, is important because it's happening in your own backyard, right? So any little tidbits, uh, you know, we talked to Mary Isaac about uh, Angels with Tails. They had their open house over the weekend, which was uh, great. Donna Swall talked to us about some things going on with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. So, you know, we get a lot of movers and shakers right here in our own backyard, and it's pretty amazing to to talk with them. An event that comes through our own backyard, and I don't know if you've been following it this year or not, is the Race Across America. And they've got one of the time stations there at the uh, Signal Gas Station in Camdenton. And the riders come through, and they're always greeted and met if uh, they stop 
with food and water, and uh, people are cheering for them as these riders go from one end of the United States to the other end. And I'm looking at the map here. It says, uh, what is the race across America? Well, it's a race all the way across America. It's wild is what it is. The stats listed above are just the basics. They talk about uh, 3,037 miles all the way across the United States in 12 days or less. Um, A forest fire raging en route outside Flagstaff, Arizona. Temperatures well over 100 degrees through early uh, southwest desert. Mountain passes over 10,000 feet. Massive Midwest thunderstorms, wind and rain, and southern humidity. That's what the entrants in this year's Race Across America are up against. The elements, the road, and in many ways themselves. Now, we've talked to all kinds of folks that have been involved with this event over the years. And you can go and actually, uh, you can monitor the progress of a lot of these riders. And it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing to do so. Uh, You've uh, got the various uh, things that are going on. And as I go to the main map, a lot of they, they, they have individual riders and then they have teams of riders. And so what you're probably going to see at some point is a van driving on the shoulder of the road or a vehicle of some sort driving on the shoulder of the road. That is a support crew of uh, one of these teams or one of these riders. And so give them a wide berth and get an opportunity to uh, to see these folks up close and personal. I don't know. Uh, if they need any more volunteers out there at the Signal gas station, the Signal C store in Camdenton or not, but it is a great place to go to watch these teams come through, and they come through all hours of the day and night. They really do, and it's pretty it's pretty impressive to think that they leave, and you know they 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 go from one end to the country, to the other end of the country, uh, west to east. And uh, the amazing things that they have to deal with. I mean, you're talking about this event going on in June. So obviously you're going to encounter some of the things that I mentioned uh, with the uh, the temperatures and the thunderstorms and uh, wildfires and other things. But these folks, and, and I mean, you have to be in tip-top physical shape. There's no doubt about it, right? But let's say along the way something happens. Something happens to you physically. And then you have to rely on your mental ability to get you through that to continue on with the race. Some people can handle it. Some people can hack it. Some can't. But the sheer fact that these men and women are riding bikes from one end of the country to the other and and doing so in, you know, days, because you, you can't just do this at your leisure, you have to be able to get in and out of these places. Uh, a lot of them are timed. Uh, you know, you go from one leg to another, and you have to do it in a certain amount of time. And it's so very impressive. So when you see somebody on a bike coming through town with a chase vehicle behind them, honk your horn, give them a thumbs up, give them, you know, if you can talk to them at one of the, the rest stops, they've got the rest stop there in or the time station, rather, in Camdenton at the Signal C store. Talk to these folks and, you know, maybe just find out what makes them tick, really. Because I think it's it's so very impressive 
to see these folks doing what they do. And good luck to each and every one of them. So I was listening to the radio the other day, as I so often do, and the announcer said that Paul McCartney, he is either celebrating or has celebrated his 80th birthday, right? And he's touring. He's out on the road, 80 years old. Now, put that into perspective. My mother is 87. Paul McCartney is either 80 or closing in on his 80th birthday, and this guy is still out touring. I saw a post that Ann Wilson of Heart is 72, and these people are still making music as they, you know, enjoy their 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 senior years. Pretty impressive, I guess. So, oh, Paul McCartney, gotta love you, brother. Gotta love you. You know, this guy, and what they've got this new Elvis movie that's coming out as well. Are you excited about this Elvis movie? Uh, I am slightly intrigued. I wouldn't mind checking it out. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen a good movie in a long time. But this, uh, this Elvis movie that is coming out looks pretty interesting. It certainly does. And I think that uh, a lot of folks would probably uh, enjoy it. I don't know, uh, you know, some of these these folks that are just Elvis fanatics, maybe they'll check it out, and then you can probably get a good idea of what they think of the whole affair. But uh, the new Elvis movie that's coming out looks interesting, to say the least. 9.20 is our time. 302, nope, 573-633. 5395. Old habits die hard. If you are so inclined. Also, uh, somebody said, and, and I did see this, that when we get into summer, of course, today is the first official day of summer, it hit uh, about, what was it, 4 15 or so this morning, Central Time, the summer solstice. And when we get these hot, humid days, we love to stay indoors, some of us do, and just enjoy that air conditioning. And, oh, man, so nice to be able to have that fan and that air conditioning. First and foremost, make sure uh, people around you are taken care of. If you know of someone who may not have an adequate source of cooling, go see them. See what you can do. Invite them over to your house. Take them a fan. Uh, let them know where there might be a cooling center where they can go. If it's uh, someone who's older, like I said, invite them into your home for a little while. My Lord, it's not going to kill you to help somebody get some relief from the heat and humidity. But they tell you during these, you know, hot stretches, these super hot stretches, 79 degrees, by the way, mostly clear in Osage Beach. <laughs> 97 the high, 73 the low. We might see a stray shower or thunderstorm uh, tonight as a weak cold front is going to push its way through. Uh, the rain chance is pretty slim, so uh, it would have to be, you know, right there, happening right then. And uh, even if it does happen, we're probably only going to get a few drops. But they say, you know, during the heat of the day, the hottest part of the day, you should, you know, turn off certain things and unplug certain things and don't use certain things that require a lot of electricity. What they're also telling folks is not to charge your electric vehicle during the hottest part of the day because it requires uh, quite a bit of electricity for you to do that. So 
hopefully you're paying attention and you're keeping your electric vehicle charged up, but doing so maybe early or late when the demand for electricity isn't as great. What do you think? (laughs) There are a number of electric cooperatives who have put this in play, so you have to be smart about how you do this. All the while, you know, we're, we're being asked not to put great strains on the, uh, on, the, on the electrical grid. And at the same time, they're saying, well, you know what? You need to get rid of that uh, vehicle that uses fossil fuel and get yourself a hybrid or an electric vehicle or what have you. I don't know. Maybe just get on your bicycle. I noticed a lot of people are really starting to utilize scooters in certain areas. I guess it's a smart move. It probably doesn't cost a whole lot to operate a scooter. But please, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say please wear your helmet. I saw something the other day that made me realize that karma is not something you want to, you know, karma has a way of coming around and getting you when you least expect it. And I saw something yesterday that was a little troubling. And karma stepped in to adjust this person's attitude. And I'm sure the person didn't really like what karma had in store for them. But that's neither here nor there as far as I was concerned. Um, What about the gas tax holiday? Gas rebate cards. We're being told that uh, they're looking at a possible gas tax holiday. Uh. I don't know just exactly how uh, how this is going to work. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's the solution. But the president has said that uh, he was considering a gas tax holiday and even gas rebate cards to help drivers suffering from the high cost of fuel. Now, does that mean only certain people will be eligible for the gas tax holiday or the gas rebate cards. He says, yes, I'm considering it. He replied when reporters asked if he was considering a gas tax holiday. I hope I have a decision based on data I'm looking for by the end of the week. Biden also confirmed he was considering sending out gas rebate cards to drivers despite concerns that the ongoing chip shortage would prevent the government from doing so. Hey, before you float an idea, make sure you have everything you need in order to make it happen. Just just saying. Well, that's part of what we're considering, part of the whole operation, he said, adding, it's all on the table right now. The president said that the oil and gas company CEOs were planning to meet with members of his administration, including uh, the energy secretary, He said he would not personally meet with oil executives. Biden criticized oil companies for cutting back refining capacity because of what he described as an inevitable shift to vehicles powered by alternative energy. They don't want to get stuck, but guess what? There's a logical transition to be made here, and I want an explanation from them about why they are not refining more oil. He recalled an expression his mother used to say about good things happening out of difficulty. We have a chance to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and not just vehicles across the board. Hey, you know what? I don't think anybody disputes the fact that, you know, electric vehicles are something that we've been focusing on for quite a long time. 
But what about all the people that are still, myself included, driving a vehicle that's powered by unleaded gasoline? As we hear the pin drop. Electric vehicles, folks, are not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. And not everyone can afford an electric vehicle just yet. I know some people are taking full advantage of this opportunity to do what they can. But when does the government come out with the electric vehicle rebate? Well, I guess you can get a rebate on your taxes, right? You can, you can write it off. But something that's a little bit more desirable to that person who just, for the love of Pete, has put another piece of duct tape on their whatever they drive or has nursed it down the road for another week and is thanking the good Lord above for allowing them to do that. But it will all be made to to happen the way they want it to happen when they're ready to throw the switch, which is uh, something that I think they're getting ready to do. In its quest to find someone to blame for high gas prices, the White House has zeroed in on a new villain, oil refiners. In a letter this week, this is actually a story from uh, last week, as gas prices reached $5 per gallon, Biden called high refinery profit margins unacceptable, pledging to use all reasonable and appropriate federal government tools to bring more uh, refined products to market and lower prices at the pump. That language doesn't suggest that he's considering having the government take over refining, but this would, in fact, be entirely reasonable and appropriate. And it says here, and more effective than any measures he's considering. The U.S. has lost about 5% of its refining capacity since the start of the pandemic when demand for oil cratered as travel ground to a halt at home and abroad. I'll tell you what, I am so glad, so very glad. We were so fortunate to get away over Memorial Day weekend, and we're not dealing with uh, the situation that so many people are dealing with when it comes to flying, when it comes to air travel. Uh, Given the unusual nature of the U.S. fossil fuel sector, where the state gives companies generous subsidies without control over investment decisions, the tools Biden seems willing to use to bring that capacity back online amid now soaring demand are limited. Shuttered refineries could take six months and hundreds of millions of dollars to rev back up. Companies and their investors aren't likely to go ahead with such an undertaking unless they can guarantee returns for the long haul. As the American Petroleum Institute and American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers wrote in a joint response letter to the White House, refiners do not make multi-billion dollar investments based on short-term returns. They look at long-term supply and demand fundamentals and make investments as appropriate. Incentives from the administration, that is, like paying refiners to restart operations via the Defense Production Act or becoming a guaranteed purchaser of refined products would likely need to guarantee that additional refinery capacity would be profitable for decades to come. And this isn't what they want. They want us to slowly, well, I'd say slowly, but they want to wean us off of fossil fuels and look more towards these alternative energy uh, types of situations. This would require the White House uh, both to counteract long-term trends in global energy markets and 
give up on Biden's own stated goal of keeping global warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius, 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Give and take and give and take and give and take. But it seems at this particular point like uh, we're giving and they're taking. 9.30, let's get our uh, information, our bottom of the hour information block taken care of with news from Stacy Johnson and LakeExpo.com, sports with Chris Schneider from Lake TV. And uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about uh, some, uh, some new advertisement that has come out regarding the Greitens campaign and rhinos. It's on The Daily Show here on Key Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 21st. Looking for an excuse to get out on the water and support a good cause? The 2022 Support Our Troops Poker Run can do both. Starting Friday, June 24th at Dog Days Bar and Grill, this poker run goes across the Lake of the Ozarks, stopping at some of the lake's best hotspots. Plus, 100% of donations go to Heroes Care. Registration at BigThunderMarine.com. A Columbia man was seriously injured Saturday in a crash on Highway 54. Highway Patrol says William Turpin was cresting a hill when his truck began to slow down, skid, and then reportedly struck the back of a moped driven by 47-year-old Jeremiah Adams. Adams sustained serious injuries and was flown to University Hospital. The Missouri Symphony Orchestra is coming to the lake. This world-class orchestra will be performing at the Camden to Middle School's Little Theater July 6th at 7 in the evening. Tickets are $25 for adults, $10 for students, and kids 5 and under are free. This Pops concert will play a wide variety of music, and tickets benefit the Lake Arts Council. More information available through the Arts Council. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Well, the swimming world, they're trying to figure out what to do with these transgenders. The governing body, FINA, in the swimming world has voted to restrict transgenders from elite swimming competitions. What they want to do now is create a working group to establish an open category for these transgenders in some events moving forward. That new policy will require the transgenders to have completed their transition 
by the age of 12 years old. If you remember, transgender Leah Thomas made a mockery of the NCAA Division I competition this last year, winning the national championship uh, pretty much with a male's body swimming against the females. So that is their answer as of now. As for baseball, the big series between the Cardinals and the Brewers continues in Milwaukee as they battle it out for first place in the Central Division. It's game two of four in the series today. The Royals still on the road in Anaheim to play the Angels. They'll close that series out tomorrow. The uh, college baseball, the College World Series tournament continues in Omaha. It is day five of action as they continue to whittle the teams down. When they get down to the final two, they will have a best of three national championship series starting this weekend. NASCAR boys in Nashville this week. They were off last weekend. The next couple of weeks, they'll be in Nashville, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and then Atlanta. As for football, the Chiefs have all the off-season workouts done. Their regular season will start this year on September 11th on the road in Arizona. Uh, week two, they'll be at home against the Chargers. Tough schedule for the uh, the uh, Chiefs this year. Very tough division in that AFC West division. College football, Mizzou Tigers will open the season on Thursday, September 1st, at home against Louisiana Tech. The MSU Bears also open on Thursday, September 1st. They'll be at Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. you got to check him out. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the very incredible and popular wall art you'll find at Victoria Station. We've always been known for our wall arts. Um, We have a large selection of both metal art and framed art canvas prints in traditional and in uh, the nautical themes. And so we're a destination for wall art. We're also known for a large variety of lamps. We like cool, unique lamps that'll give give lighting in your living area, not just a utility lampshade there that's producing light, but to add the decorative features to that. Um, we are going to feature a section in the store of American-made products. Some of those are locally sourced and some of those from the Midwest, and we're we're really excited to be able to do that. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. 
Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. It is 938, 79 degrees, 79 big degrees here in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. And I can tell you right now, folks, it is going to be another hot one. We are looking for a high today of 97. We're going to uh, drop down to 73 for the overnight low. And I will tell you that, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a bit of a break for us uh, coming up here in the next couple of days with temps in the upper 80s and low 90s. And then we're going right out of the frying pan back into the fire. But uh, the thing about it is maybe we won't quite have that uh, humidity that we were looking at uh, uh, earlier. 938, as I said, want to take a moment here and give you a bit of a preview as to what to expect on the day on Key Radio. Bill Munhausen with more. This is your Key Radio schedule for Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the daily show hosted by Kevin K.B. Burns, featuring guests and issues at Lake of the Ozarks. 10 to 11 a.m., Missouri Liberty Report with John Williams is dedicated to keeping Missourians updated on local and state issues and pushing back against wannabe tyrants. 11 a.m. to 11.30, Money for the Rest of Us, a personal finance and investing podcast on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. 11.30 to noon, Nature, the Nature podcast brings you the best stories from the world of science each week. Noon to 1 p.m., Schoolhouse Rocked, hosted by Yvette Hampton, brings conversations with today's home education leaders, speakers, authors, activists, curriculum publishers, and families just like yours. 1 to 2 p.m., Counterculture Mom, former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin, helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. 2 to 3 p.m., Casting Across Fly Fishing, explores the quarry and culture of fly fishing. Each episode discusses some aspect of fly fishing, the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. 3 to 4 p.m., Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers uncovers the agenda of those that seek to destroy our country from within and what we can do to fight back and make a difference. The eight-hour bank of programs repeats 4 p.m. to midnight and midnight to 8 a.m., there you go, the uh, lineup for today on Key Radio. Thanks, Bill Munhausen. 940 is uh, the time, 573-633-5395. If you've got something on your mind, something you would like to discuss with me here this morning, or uh, again, uh, something that uh, you think might be a good topic for us, always uh, good to reach out. Uh, today, by the way, International Yoga Day, if you are keeping score. I've always wanted to try yoga. Don't ask me why. I just wanted to try it. People seem like they uh, enjoy some serious benefits from uh, yoga. Today is National Selfie Day, Summer Solstice, of course, today, World Day of Music, Canada's National Indigenous Peoples Day, Uh, Go Skateboarding Day, 
Also, National Arizona Day, National Cookie Dough Day, National Day of the Gong. National Daylight Appreciation Day. Spend an extra hour outside on National Daylight Appreciation Day. National Smoothie Day. National Seashell Day. National Peaches and Cream Day. National Yard Games Day, but don't look for the jarts. Today is World Giraffe Day. Uh, So some things for you to keep in mind and celebrate when you're looking for something to celebrate. We need a reason to open this bottle of champagne. Well, here you go. How about it? Eric Greitens, who was recently in the Lake area last Monday, he was in Camdenton, and we uh, got a bit of an update from Dave Maupin. Dave Maupin, uh, who will not be with us this Friday because he has a prior commitment, but uh, we will welcome him back uh, the following Friday. But Dave said it was it was kind of an interesting visit because I guess they were trying to use his visit as an opportunity to put together a campaign ad. And uh, maybe a few folks were a little miffed by that. I don't know. If you were in attendance, what did you think? Did you go to see Eric Greitens? Well, he is back in the news. The Missouri State Senate Majority Leader calls Highway Patrol on Eric Greitens after former governor posts ad with guns. U.S. Senate candidate from Missouri, Eric Greitens, released an ad on Monday showing the former Navy SEAL carrying a weapon and leading a group of armed soldiers saying he is hunting rhinos, Republicans in name only. The video has gone viral since it was posted at 8.30 a.m. Central Daylight Time with well over 1 million views on Twitter. At least he's getting his money's worth, right? The Greitens campaign is encouraging supporters to become rhino hunters. Facebook reportedly took down the ad. However, Twitter has chosen to leave the ad up because with a disclaimer and limitations on sharing and commenting. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Flashbang grenades explode as military team and Greitens enters home. Join the MAGA crew. Get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. Eric Greitens responded to criticism from Representative Eric Swalwell, a Democrat from California who commented, let's place the blame for this violent ad where it belongs, at the doorsteps of Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. They failed to confront and condemn the MAGA radicals of their party, Now it's out of control and threatens everyone's freedom. Greitens uh, mockingly replied, did Fang Fang write this? The left is in full meltdown over the symbolic ad. It's all they have uh, to talk about as the country burns around them and their policies. This afternoon, the Greitens campaign responded to critics of their new ad in a statement to the Gateway Pundit. From the Greitens campaign, woke, weak rhinos have surrendered to the radical leftists at every turn. We will send the rhinos home and replace them with true America first fighters. On Monday afternoon, Missouri State Majority Leader Caleb Rowden said he contacted the Missouri Highway Patrol following the release of the ad. To do what? To do what? It's an ad. Now, typically, 
when somebody wants to do something controversial in an ad, remember the ad where they showed uh, the woman, the older woman in the wheelchair, and they took her to the cliff and they dumped her off the cliff? And, you know, there were a few eyebrows that were raised over that ad. Remember that ad? This is what we're doing to older people. Uh, we're taking them in their wheelchairs to the uh, edge of the cliff and then just dumping them over the side. Tell me that's not shocking. And, and I'm not defending what Greitens is doing. I'm just saying it's an ad. It's a campaign ad. How many times have we seen campaign ads that are nothing, uh, well, or, or hearing them that are nothing but mudslinging? The campaign ad doesn't focus on the person who is running for office. It focuses on their opponent and all the things their opponent has done wrong and continues to do wrong. And if, if that person is elected, well, then we're going right down the tubes. <laughs> Why should this be any different? I mean, if this is what the guy wants to do, and obviously... Uh, I would think that you do a little research so you know how far you can push the envelope. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe somebody just had an idea and said, let's do it, and Greitens was all about it, and he's in the ad, so that makes him feel even better about himself. But you've got all the folks on the left doing the old finger wag over an ad, over an ad. What's the big deal? Now, there are other takes on this as well. I saw another story. Uh, This is from NBC News. And so Eric Greitens, the embattled former Missouri governor turned GOP Senate candidate, released a campaign ad Monday in which he and a group of armed men in tactical gear are on the hunt for rhinos, Republicans in name only. We're going rhino hunting, a shotgun touting uh, or toting Greitens with a handgun holstered at his side says, before bursting into a house with men in tactical gear, one of whom throws what appears to be a flashbang grenade. Um, Get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. He says at the end of the video, which encourages donors to pay $25 for a rhino hunting sticker. Earlier in the video, Greitens, who resigned as Missouri governor in 2018 amid a sexual misconduct scandal and a campaign finance felony charge that was later dropped, says the rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Dave LaPan, a retired Marine colonel and former Department of Defense and Homeland Security spokesman, tweeted that Greitens, a former Navy SEAL, has dishonored himself, his oath, and the Navy. This clear call for violence against his political opponents using military images is depraved and dangerous. He is unfit for elected office and should be held accountable. The Missouri Democratic Party tweeted that the ad was disgusting but not surprising. It said it was another example of violence, irresponsibility, and reckless behavior from Greitens. It's an ad, folks. It's an ad. If people are actually going to go out hunting rhinos, then you have a problem. But in this day and age, apparently we have a problem 
because people don't think that we can associate with what's real and what's not real. So we have to have all these people on the on the left say, well, this is horrible and this is uh, violent and... <laughs> oh, goodness. The violence police are out in full force letting us know what we can and can't or what we should and shouldn't view as violent. Of course, there's a message here. That's the whole point. Sometimes when we address uh, certain situations, uh, you know, makers of particular products have an idea where they really want to drive the ad home. Uh, For years, we've had certain slogans that have stuck with us, certain images that have stuck with us from uh, commercials and advertisements. But Eric Greitens does something like this, and everybody wants his head on a platter. But I guess it's up to you. And at what point does this fall under free speech? But you've got all these people out there condemning him. I can't believe he would do something like that. (laughs) Oh, we know, we know, we know. We know that a lot of people have a problem with Greitens being a candidate for U.S. Senate. We know that a lot of Republicans are afraid that maybe the Democrats will vote for this guy. And then you get him in office, and guess what? Mm -hmm. You have more problems than you started, uh, started out with. We'll have to wait and see how it all fares, how it all, you know, would. Now, this is a time when radio stations and television stations really benefit And, you know, things are kind of tough, especially with uh, the economy and gas prices. So this is a time when radio and television stations really, really, really benefit because it's election time. And there's all kinds of people running ads, uh, running locally, running statewide, running on the federal level. And there's a lot of money to be had here. And I, I would imagine in most cases... Uh, television stations aren't going to turn down the money because that's easy pickings. That's easy pickings. The uh, candidates, uh, people call you up and say, we want to buy X amount of, or we want to spend X amount of dollars and buy X amount of ads, whether it's on your radio station or your TV station. I find it hard to believe that a lot of, uh, a lot of folks would turn it down. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it does make it into a situation where people would essentially turn it down. They would say, well, eh, that's pushing the envelope. I don't know who those people people are. <laughs> because I think I've talked to uh, people in charge of radio stations before, and it's like, how can you, how do you support this sort of thing? Well, you know, you get a paycheck from us uh, every couple of weeks, don't you? This is how we support that sort of thing. So there's all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of reasons why. Oh my goodness. 
Joe Biden on the bicycle. Whose idea was that? Again, I, I asked that question earlier this morning. Right out of the box, I said, who was the person that said it would be a good idea to put Joe Biden on a bike and let him ride around and considering his unfortunate history and how he is gravitationally challenged that you almost knew something was going to happen. It was like all of the photographers, all of the camera people, even the average person who may have been in the general vicinity was rolling tape of some kind or uh, getting a video on their phone just waiting for something to happen, just waiting for something to happen. And it's just one more situation or scenario where uh, probably a bad idea. Somebody said, oh, let's put him on a bike. Let's let him ride around. Let's, you know, show everybody how healthy he is. And, you know, he's in good physical condition. And he's out enjoying a bike ride with uh, some folks. And, well, he goes to stop and the bike goes over with him on it. And he doesn't seem extremely phased I, I i think inside he's like oh great here we go again here's another opportunity and you know there's pictures all over social media of him sitting on a bike with training wheels somebody said they've edited his face into the picture but i wonder if the person who had this brilliant idea of joe biden going for a bike ride is uh is still working for for the Biden administration. <laughs> oh, and my favorite, here it is. Um, oh, goodness gracious. Where did it go? Here it is right here. Uh, there's a new there's a new catchphrase out there, right? There's a new catchphrase. The White House's latest catchphrase, it's called the recession is not inevitable. The White House's newest economic catchphrase to blunt the force of a potential recession in 2023 is to tell the American people that it is not inevitable. On Sunday, members of President Joe Biden's team told the establishment media four separate times that inflation is not inevitable, despite polling and data that suggest a probability of recession, right? A recession is not inevitable, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said on CNN's State of the Union, the president really wants to have a steady and stable recovery. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on ABC News this week that she does not think a recession is at all inevitable, but acknowledged inflation is unacceptably high. It's President Biden's top priority to bring it down, Yellen added. Director of the National Economic Council Brian Deese used similar phrases on CBS News' Face the Nation and Fox News Sunday. What I would say is that not only is a recession not inevitable, but I think that a lot of people are underestimating those strengths and the resilience of the American economy. I mean, you tried to do everything you could possibly do to destroy the economy during COVID. Telling people that, you know, don't go to work. Businesses closing down, some businesses even going out of business. On Fox News, Deese again used the not inevitable catchphrase. Not only is a recession not inevitable, 
But uh, what we as policymakers can do is to take steps to build on our unique strengths in the American economy. Though the White House has decided to use the catchphrase to play down the potential recession, a June poll among chief financial officers showed the economy is likely to go into a recession due to 40-year high inflation, record high gas costs, rising interest rates, and supply chain woes. 77% of CFOs responding to a CNBC survey say the economy will experience a recession in the first half of next year. The rest think a recession will occur in the second half of 2023. None think the economy can avoid a recession altogether next year. This gloominess has arisen because of persistent inflation and the Federal Reserve's policy of tightening monetary conditions to bring down inflation. 41% of CFOs say that inflation is the number one external threat to their business. That is more than twice the share who cited inflation in the June 2021 survey. In the first quarter of 2021, no CFOs said inflation was the bigger risk faction. Inflation. And that is the new catchphrase. Uh, Recession is not inevitable. We have to look at the special things that the American economy is all about. We have special things. We are special. And I don't doubt that we are special. And I don't doubt that there is some resiliency when you think about it. But quite frankly, again, kicking the can down the road, folks. Kicking the can down the road. This is what happens. This is eventually what happens. We're just about ready to wrap this one up. I want to thank Dan Wass for joining me. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for listening to Key Radio and continue to do so throughout the day. We'll repeat this show from 4 until 6 and then again from midnight until 2 in the morning. It is going to be a hot day, but yet another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Take full advantage of it, if you would, please. Get out there and jump in that big old old body of water that we've got. We call the Lake of the Ozarks. You are listening to 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, 